right? I don't think that you Mm -hmm. have to tie or wed it to even a particular ideology. It is in fact common sense that orients around this virus. But, um, so we used a lot of things that exist out there. I think the thing that we were doing here or what we put together is a sense of what happens if we continue to frame the problem or the, the, the central sort of like logic of coronavirus um, in the way that is dominant across all of the major sort of um, so-called recovery plans, there are like seven or eight or 10 or 20. I mean, probably every state has something like it now. Every major business association, every state has something like it now. Everyone is telling us that they can get us to recovery. And our whole right. point in this, I think, is that that's actually not the point. The point is exactly. not recovery. Yeah, we don't want to mm-hmm. we don't want to re- we don't want to find a method of reconstructing the status quo basically. No. Uh, we want to, you know, that that actually want, in order we to We want solutions from emergency relief to social rights. Well, that is, well that especially that the status quo is a lot of what produced the I mean there's been so much I mean Vince actually you alluded to this in a in a text yesterday but there's been so much sort of hemming and hawing over like why COVID uh, deaths and outbreaks, the outbreak is like particularly bad in the United States. And I think that we've mostly answered that over the last couple of weeks, frankly, talking mm-hmm. about uh, a lot of different things uh, in terms of like, uh, you know, pu- public assistance programs and, and public health and like what we what we do and don't count as entitlements in this country, uh, for example. But, you know, I think that, that the like the status quo in America is exactly what created those conditions that made it such a like that have made it such an like exacerbated problem right exactly um here and that in order to in order to not merely recover but actually mm-hmm. you know um shore up some of some of that uh, shore up some of that immiseration um that people feel even outside of a pandemic and to mitigate the damage of future pandemics you essentially do need a you do you do need a series of fundamental transformations mm-hmm. um yeah I mean, it's it's not about finding solutions for the pandemic. It's about restructuring and realigning our priorities in order to create a society that is mutually supportive and that is prepared to address something like a pandemic. Yeah. Right. Because Mm -hmm. it's not just about making COVID be over. There will be whether it's COVID Again, in a year or something else in five years, there will be more of this, right? Like we know that that's for sure. It's not just the single pandemic. It's about reimagining what the role of our society is and what the role of people are. Mm -hmm. Because we will need to continue to address this and climate change and every other threat. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and even also if you are insistent on uh, living under the delusion that this is like a once in a lifetime uh, like event that will never happen again. What is the point of recreating all of the shitty conditions that like caused so much immiseration beyond making America like a tinderbox for a pandemic waiting to happen, you know, and, and obviously, yes, I know the answer. I I know that that question answers itself. And I know that we've done that a lot of times, but there should be no, no answer other than like, we can't possibly go back 
to the way things were. So let's talk about some of the specific ideas, shall we? We've been talking a lot about the framing, um, and let's mm-hmm. get into some of the details. Yeah, so right? we have we have two basic. What we're sort of saying here is that what we want is not recovery, but transformation uh, of our society to allow us to deal with uh, with pandemics. So we have two big transformations, mm-hmm. uh, and. The first, we can just go through some of the ideas for the first one, I guess, uh, first, yeah. which is what we're calling um, public health for all. And I think the yep. point here is that the way that we treat public health in this country is we kind of relegate it to whatever public health agencies do. Uh, so public health agencies, you know, they inspect tattoo parlors and restaurants <laughs> and mm-hmm. they have like a, you know, a uh, a lab where they do work, but they're really underfunded. And as we all know, and people have known for years, that public health in terms of mortality, life expectancy, uh, uh, mm-hmm. infant mortality, it depends on so many things that public health agencies don't do. And so we need to actually create social policies that are inclusive of or incorporate uh, public health on a really, really large scale. Basically, what exactly. we're saying here is that Public health is not the means to an end, which every single report that pro- proposes coronavirus <laughs> relief treats public health no, as completely instrumentalizable uh, right. as a means to yeah. an end. We are saying absolutely not public health is the end in itself. And so the question is, if it is, what kind of institutions do we need uh, to make that to actually honor that commitment? Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, which is... Um Maybe where we can get into our one of our first ideas, which is the pandemic health administration and not a new agency, but it would be sort of like a reorganization of existing agencies and institutions into a centralized like unit that can coordinate and respond to all aspects that will need to be dealt with under this scenario. Would that be a good way of framing it? Yeah, that's right. Basically saying if this matters, we're going to try to consolidate the functions of these agencies to make it matter. Right. right. Exactly. So that they don't just end up in internally in fights with each other. Right. Basically. Ex- exactly. And so you could really make sure that you're um, allocating resources appropriately based on all needs and all factors. Um, you know, so that would include the creation of something called the Public Health Corps, which would be uh, sort of responsible for a variety of functions that would um, sort of service direct public health to um, residents of the United States in the form of like nurses aides and PAs and paramedics who would who could do testing and and community tracing to community health workers and even more beyond that like meal delivery and sort of ensuring that everyone sort of has what they need in the safest way possible yeah. the mm-hmm. second the second big one is is something that no one in this show will uh, be at all surprised uh, about, which is just <laughs> our glide path to Medicare for all uh, a universal, no cost healthcare pharmaceutical reform plan. So this is sort of like going from the Jayapal bill. We have some ideas about going from the Jayapal bill to actual Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. But basically what we're saying is you have to start with the Jayapal uh, sort of approach. You have to like do emergency relief now, but then gra- you know, this is the, this is our, uh, Alt Warren, uh, you know, <laughs> expansion plan. This is, it's you know, after that, you lower the Medicare eligibility age to zero. And then after that, you enact legislation to actually expand the packages of services right. that Medicare covers. So it looks a lot closer to Medicare for all. And, and, if, then and I pharma. would say, yeah, we're saying the things that are, that are the policy prescriptions that we would like to see. Um, I think even within the bounds of like something that, you know, uh, a Jaya Paul's office is going to 
that could very meaningfully propose since, you know, we don't, I mean, not to, not to discount them, but I don't necessarily, uh, assume that, uh, she'll jump to like seize pharma, right. which no, is why, otherwise just, it would be that's like, just on my wish list. otherwise that would be a huge bullet point here. Um, at least for, for me, but yeah, in terms of, um, it's our personal <clears throat> crusade. <laughs> and then I guess also I would, I would note that just in terms of the sort of like incrementalism, the glide path argument here, uh, my, my preferred form of incrementalism for these reforms is that they would be passed in quick succession possibly moments yes. after each other yes. <laughs> but, but you know what are you gonna do like um, one in the morning one in the afternoon you take a break for lunch in between right um and then the other sort of uh like how to put it uh, important part of um phase fa- not phase one exactly but sort of transformation one uh is also uh really importantly taking uh, quick steps to shore up a bunch of social rights um, and and doing mm-hmm. things that are, uh, you know, sort of almost like basic sub- basics of uh, subsistence. Um, so this and uh, one of my sort of like personal favorite things in here, for example, is uh, not just uh, sort of immediately um, massively like funding and and expanding programs like uh, SNAP and, and WIC and removing um means testing requirements from uh, them and and things like that. But then also uh, looking to and possibly even essentially nationalizing uh, mm-hmm. parts of uh, mm-hmm. of like food supply chain. Uh, we reference, for instance, like parts of Amazon and Walmart um, could be uh, taken under federal control to begin a uh, national survi- survival program, mm-hmm. um, which would, would see to the basically like delivery of... Uh, nutrition and PPE and things to right to everything that you would need um, to to like facilitate as many people as possible staying inside and we suggest if necessary um doing something like uh massively funding a a quick build out and hiring program of the existing US postal service infrastructure in order right. to to do this because we have i mean think about it even there's whole already like there's so many people employed in gig work who are doing Grocery delivery nationally, but with no protection, no protection, no standardization, right? And no hired as the contract employees and stuff. You could actually, if if you did something as simple as say again, like building out um, every single 1099 delivery worker now works for United Postal Service full benefits. I mean, imagine imagine making huge hiring, uh, like a huge hiring push at. Uh, the post office com- like combined obviously with there would have to be a lot of money to expand infrastructure and uh, to uh, you know make make sure that everyone at the post office has PPE which is already a problem mm-hmm. um, but you know you you like expand the postal service infrastructure you and then you, you know, add a bunch of people who will then become members of the postal service union the postal right. workers union you know right. um, it's win-win so well, that's a, that's a, that would be something that you could do I I think personally very quickly. Um, that I, help and a the lot other of thing, the other thing that that uh, already you you didn't mention, but that that I think is really important to note about this is just the fact that it takes advantage of the like enormous amount of fresh food that's just being uh, thrown away at the moment by an yeah. agricultural system mm-hmm. that ha- like does not prioritize the like feeding of yeah you know like residents of this country we haven't um, talked about that on the show really uh at all but i mean those those photos of like you know di- like ditches filled with fresh yeah. like totally ripe good food um right. like vegetables and sh- like he- like fields of like full of potatoes is like the saddest thing yeah right right exactly it's, you know the the parameters have changed 
right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. COVID represents a, a fundamentally new challenge that will be cyclical going forward. This is year zero. Mm-hmm. And maybe to throw it back to our, our first topic, maybe I'll put this in, in home repair terms because maybe <laughs> that'll make it more clear. Yes. But, you know, if, you're, if you've got a house, say, and you've got one leak in the house, it will eventually, no matter how small the leak is, it will destroy the foundation and the house will fall down. So this is year zero. We cannot have any leaks, right? We have to address all of these things at their root. And mm-hmm. this is our chance to start over and undo mm-hmm. some of the damage that we've done over the past 80 years. Exactly. And I mean, if you want to understand why the every news segment on TV or the radio or whatever begins with this question of like, some people want to open up the economy. Other, you know, other people say they're not ready yet. I mean, like yeah. it's entirely because we haven't created institutions that enable people to seamlessly go into a period, for example, of social distancing. We haven't built institutions yeah. that protect people and, and enable them to perform the solidaristic act of social distancing um, in a sustained way. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I think the 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 project here is not just like yes we want to, all of our institutions to work uh in the benefit of of public health but thinking about that in the narrow when when people hear public health they think okay the, the US public health service my public health agency right. no the whole of government uh has to be oriented imagine if like instead of marketplace with Kai Rizdal on NPR <laughs> which, which every day gives you the vital signs of the economy it tells you know every day you hear what gdp is doing and what the stock market is doing and like consumer confidence imagine if every day it the way that we oriented all of our institutions was such that it would make sense to have a nationally broadcast show every single day that was on health rather than markets (laughs) i love this idea you might call it the death panel (laughs) (laughs) We uh, probably should have put that in the paper, but um, next one. Yeah, <laughs> that's our that's our second part of. So the should new we deal. talk about the the tra- the second transformation? Oh, yeah, let's okay. yeah, maybe yeah, just yeah. like. T- Hello, this is Daniel Beatrice's screen reader program. Support us at Patreon.com/slash Death Panel Pod to hear the full episode and get access to patron-only content. With love, the Death Panel.